more out of life. Go out to a movie. A funeral director tells four strange tales of horror to three drug dealers that he has trapped inside his place of business. This is Tales from the Hood. We would like to dedicate this episode to the life and legacy of Clarence Williams III. back to the boomstick video club podcast i am very excited today you guys uh i've got two of my brothers with me today um we've got uncle nick and we've got all the way from nashville tennessee Stephen arthur what's cracking what's cooking what's shellacking (laughs) guys i am so stoked uh steve um, has Steve wrote and recorded the uh, Boomstick Video theme song? It's very true. I did. Yeah, and he is our childhood best buddy, and this is the first time he's officially been on the show. It's true, and I am very grateful to be here, Mike. Thanks yeah. for having me. Yeah. Woo-hoo! Yay! So, guys, uh, Nick and I, Uncle Nick and I, took a road trip um, to Nashville to visit Steve and his wife and his whole family, actually. His whole yeah. family's down here. They abandoned the, the abandoned Indiana and fled to Nashville. Yeah, it's and, true. Indiana's cool, but you know what they say about Nashville. <laughs> what do what did they say? I have no idea. Oh, okay. Well, that's good to know. Um so yeah, we're we're visiting Steve this weekend. It's a pot. It is. It definitely is. So we're visiting Steve and his family, and it's just, it's been a good time. We've had, it's been really fun. We've had a lot of, a lot of good memories, and we we recorded some videos that you'll probably be seeing sometime soon. But you know, as they say, all good things come to an end, and I'm about to kick you guys out of here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, We're, uh, this is our last day, so adios. Yeah. I'm actually sad. Uh, dear listeners, <laughs> I told them they could stay for a week, but apparently they have wives and girlfriends they have to get back to. So yeah, that that wouldn't be that wouldn't be good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we've had a good time, He's and we're we're happy. We're very happy to have have Steve on the show today. Um, 
today we're talking about a movie again, as always. Uh, really? Guys, guys, what are we talking about? We are talking about the infamous, awesome, totally spectacular movie, Tales from the Hood. Let's roll, bud. In this neighborhood is a house where souls never rest. You're invited to share their secrets. I've been waiting for you, boys. You're invited to share their tales. Unless, of course, you're scared. Tales of madness. Ah! <laughs> of revenge. The gals don't want you there. They want reparation. <laughs> of horror. He thinks he needs to kill the monster. Now, your most terrifying nightmare and your most frightening reality are about to meet on the streets. And this is a trip, homie. I don't need nothing from no house of dead folks, okay? Death. It comes with many strange packages. The producer of Menace to Society and executive producer Spike Lee will take you to the outer limits of the inner city. Welcome to hell! <laughs> Tales from the Hood. Chill. Or be chilled. Hey, man, I don't need to be hearing this, man. Written and produced by Darren Scott. Written and directed by Rusty Kunda. Tales from the Hood from 19... What is the year? 1995, rated R. 95. <laughs> rated R. Parental guidance. I did say that kind of wrong. I'm like, rated R! We're <laughs> <laughs> excited! Not, not, that would be so funny if there was a trailer guy that sounded like that. <laughs> oh, like, coming soon, Tales from the Hood. 1995, rated R! <laughs> totally the opposite of what, like, the trailer voice guy would be. Come, yeah. bring the kids! Instead of... <laughs> Rated R. Rated R. Rated R. <laughs> so yeah, we're talking about Tales from the Hood. Um, this is this has to be one of my personal favorite like anthology movies. You I guys, agree. You guys oh, yeah. agree? Oh yeah. And, Super uh, good. I have a uh, I have a funny story about how I came to know this movie. So we were um, we were recording the Half the Fight album here at Steven's house, and you showed it to me. You're like, have you seen this? And uh, I, I saw the cover. It was wow, such. I didn't know that was the. Start. That was wow. the start. Yeah, okay. that, that it was like five or six years ago. Yeah. And uh, you know, have you seen this? And I, you said you would love this. And I was like, it's like I've never seen this before. And I, I the cut. He said, you said it's an anthology. It's right up your alley. Yeah. And I was like, so I went home and I I rented it on Vudu. And then I talked to you, Uncle yeah. Nick, and I yeah. was like, I was like. Bro, have you seen Tales from the Hood? And Nick looks at me and he's like, I've seen that like a million times. Like, what are you talking? And so I was like, totally the guy that totally late to the party. This is and- one of those like <laughs> movies I call a gut punch. Yeah. Like, it just, oh, yeah, it's a total good. gut punch type of movie. Mm-hmm. And not in the best type of way. Yeah. That cover is awesome too. You got the yeah. skull with the black sunglasses on and mm-hmm. the and the gold tooth mm-hmm. looking at you. It's just it's a really cool cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Scream Factory cover is really cool yeah. too because it's got it's got Sims holding the cigar 
and like he, yeah. he's smiling and it's got little images of all the stories cool. around him yeah. that's cool too yeah. so yeah like i was late to the party these guys had seen it before <laughs> so um but but yeah we uh and then nick and i we we would get together and watch it together <laughs> and um it was just it's just one of those great anthology horror movies um starring this is this is crazy that this just happened starring the late yeah. great clarence williams the third rest in peace rest in peace who you want to tell the story nick about how like you just woke up and yeah just, oh yeah. yeah so this morning um we're at uh june 7th right yeah it's june 7th mm-hmm. so i just got up this morning and i went on instagram and i follow a 90s culture thing mm-hmm. and like it, it said like 15 hours ago was when this thing got posted and and it showed a picture of him mm-hmm. in his character as Mr. Sims and it said 1931 uh, whenever yeah he was so like 89 2020 yeah I don't know. Eight, yeah, 1939. 1939 uh, to to June 4th, 2021. 2021. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh. And then last, the last night, the night, it, uh, we, we had literally talked about doing Tales from the Hood. Yeah, we wanted to do here, it. And like, it's even more um, fitting that we do it now since he uh, passed it, away. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I, it was such a weird thing. Like, yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, we were planning on doing this. and For months and we've then, been planning on doing this. The, just, Nick held the phone up to me showing me the news and I thought it was a joke. Like I, yeah. I was looking at it and I stared at it for like 10 seconds. I was like, what am I looking at here? Yeah. Like, yeah. no, you know, not really believing it. So He passed away from colon cancer? Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes, he was in his 80s, so he, I think he was in his 80s, so he yeah. lived a full life. Yeah. He actually retired from acting for, like, quite a number of years. Like, um, he uh, he he was featured in uh, American Gangster. He was mm-hmm. like Denzel Washington's, like, yeah. gangster. Really? Yeah, okay. at the very yeah. beginning, yeah. he was Denzel's, like, gangster mentor. Mm-hmm. And he made a lot of appearances throughout the years. And uh, and he, he's done tons of movies, and, like, when he was way younger. But oh yeah, and he was also in an episode of Tales from the Crypt. Mm, yes, uh, he was in a cu- he was actually in a couple episodes. So he's he's a uh, he's very like familiar with the horror genre and very well loved by like horror fans. But, but probably um, nothing more iconic than this character. Oh, oh, hands down, hands down, Mr. Sims. His yeah. his his performance in this is just it's so over the top and perfect. Like he oh, yeah. whoever like I don't know. Who else auditioned for this role? But he was he was the guy. He yeah. was the guy to do it for sure. Wonderful so, casting. Mm-hmm. So rest in peace, rest in peace, rest in peace, Mister Sims. Yes. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. This movie is uh, four short stories and a uh, full wraparound story. Yeah. So um, it starts off with these uh, three gangsters um, pulling up in a really crappy part of town. Mm-hmm. And they pull up in in front of a funeral home, and the music the music in the intro is so good. It's got that organ, that organ playing. Yeah, it's so it's so good, so creepy. Yeah, and uh, it's automatically the movie just gets you in the right mood. It's oh, yeah. like perfect. So they pull up, and because they they heard a rumor that this funeral home is harboring a ton of drugs for like like um, drug dealers to sell and stuff. Yeah, so that's why they're there. And uh, they knock on the door, and Sims opens the door with a big smile on his face, 
And uh, I think one like one of the gangsters gets hit in the face with the door or something yeah. like that and flies backward. And one of the dudes, he's always he's one of the gangsters. He always squares up. Like when he always put, yeah, he always puts up his he puts up his hands. I, I love his character is really funny. And T Bone, yeah, something like that. that. <laughs> and then and Sim says, "I've been waiting for you, boys." And I was like, "Uh oh, something's already up with this dude." He yeah. has such a creepy voice the way he says it. It's dude. so good, man. Yeah. He almost has like a theatrical. Kind of like her, vibe. yeah, but but like that. Almost, I wouldn't say like I don't know. Vincent Price is the the comparison in a way, but I can not, see the similarity. Yeah, like but a kind of I don't know. It's I just, can see it. He brings an air. He brings an air to the film. Yeah, yeah I can see it. Sure, it's just I don't think it would have worked without him. I'll just he say makes that. the movie. Yeah, I mean, there's oh, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he makes the movie. He he definitely any scene he's in is just. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's, it's so fun. So good. I don't even his whole stick and his look and like the, his outfit and the cigar and that iconic gap right here in his teeth. Like oh, yeah. it just it just works so well. And his oh, yeah. his crazy big hair. It's it's just great. And the way he smiles, the way he smiles, and, and the way he uses his eyes. He yeah, eyes uh, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely like top notch eye acting. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I would agree. The good sure. guy. Yeah, it's like you like. What is he Only, looking at? He's yeah. like, yes. Uh-huh. He like looks around. Yeah. Only the good kind of eye actor. Right. <laughs> There's some bad eye actors out there. Let me tell you what. I've seen a lot of movies with a lot of bad eye actors, and this ain't one. Yes. But yeah, like he's uh, right at the beginning. He he gets he gets the that one gangster some ice for his head, and he's like, "Hey man, I ain't no baby." And he smiles at him with the big eyes, and he's like, "Of course you're not." <laughs> So yeah, um, and then uh, there's an ongoing like weird thing about Sims that he keeps on repeating over and over again. And like, just fair warning, we're not going to cuss up a storm, but we have to mention this. He keeps on like whenever the word shit is mentioned, he repeats it over and over and over and over again. And Nick and I like we die every time he does it. He says it. We die laughing because he it's so i don't know what it is about it but it's just it's just one of those it's, it's over dramatized it's exactly it's so iconic for this movie and it, it it's, it's so it's such a weird dumb thing yeah but it's so funny it's so well done you know they'll they'll be like hey man where's the mm-hmm. insert the word and then he's like ah yes <laughs> the <laughs> And he does it over and over again. It's just so good. I don't. I don't understand it. I don't know what makes it that I wish, way. But I wish I was a fly on the wall when the guy came up with the idea that idea for the script. Right? Yeah. He's like, we're putting this in the movie. Yeah. And the other guy was like, Yeah. I don't know. That's what I see in my head. But it's so good. He's like, Now get us the blank. And he's like, Oh yes, the blank. <laughs> the drugs. The drugs. I found a whole stack of them in the alley. <laughs> It's just so good. This punctuation is great in the movie. But yeah, so um, Sims makes a deal with these guys. Like, oh, I'll give you the sh, oh, but you'll be knee deep in the sh. <laughs> he's like, but first you gotta listen. You gotta listen to some of my stories. Yeah, he's like oh. taking him. He's slowly taking him through the funeral home to where the stuff is. Mm-hmm. And as he's passing, they're passing coffins. Like, but but they they get interested in it. Yeah, the first yeah. one they're not interested in, but the second one they're like, "Hey, man, what happened to this guy?" Like, because they have all these people, right? And they're yeah. just laying around in different coffins. Mm-hmm. So Sims begins a story 
um, which and so begins the anthology officially with the first story. He tells a story about um, it's a zombie revenge story. It's also kind of like he's a ghost, but um, it's about it's every story kind of have has a moral type thing. Mm-hmm. This one um, deals with uh, corrupt cops, corrupt cops that like deal with drugs on the side and stuff like that. Yep. So um, it's about this uh, this um, political guy who who is fighting against. Um, police brutality and corrupt cops and uh, who um, basically long story short is um, these cops murder him. Yep. Correct. Yeah. And they, they make it look like he was on drugs and flew off a cliff. Right. Is that, is that right? It's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah. But I think they make kinda, it look like a suicide job. Yeah. That's what yeah. it was. Yeah. So yeah, these corrupt cops are just terrible dudes. And um, there's a rookie cop who, um, who was like, we shouldn't be doing stuff like this. That's we shouldn't right. even be pulling him over. He was there that night. Yeah, he didn't yeah. know any of this stuff. And then the crooked cops killed a guy, and he quits the force. Right, yeah. And then you fast forward a year. Mm-hmm. A year mm-hmm. later, the okay. exact same night. Yeah. So these uh, um, these corrupt cops get invited to the political guy's grave yeah. by an unknown guy, and it ends up being that, that rookie cop yes. that invited them there. And uh, try, tries to tell them what they did was wrong and everything. And these, <laughs> these uh, awful. And they still show no remorse. Yeah, no remorse at all. Like one of the definitely one of, a running theme in this movie. Yeah, showing no remorse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the one of the cops actually like starts urinating on the um, political yeah. activists like grave, so. and then the other cops like, oh yeah, that that's that's pretty cool. I won't piss on his grave. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Way to go, Strong. That's, that's pretty cool. You know what? It's kind of dry here. Uh, Billy, why don't you come on over here and piss with me? You know, I don't need to go, man. I, I took a piss right before we came out here. Did you hear what I said? Did you hear what I said? I, I said go piss on it. Now do it. For Christ's sake, strong. Leave him alone. It's okay. Come on now. Shouldn't have done that, man. And then, of course, the the zombie, the 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 um, political activist, like dead body, like his hand reaches out of the grave and grabs him by the by the nutsack, I think, and like pulls him pulls him <laughs> pulls him into the grave, I think. Like, and then like, and the special effects are so good, like 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 all of this stuff. Like, I think it's I forget. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I think it's like blood and dirt, like come like like pouring out of the grave and everything. It is crazy. And then, like the then the zombie appears. The zombie of the guy appears, and he's holding the uh, the cop's head. Yeah. And it's 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 your typical like revenge, like horror revenge type story. Yes, that's all. That's exactly what. It so is. so yeah. Um. So basically, the cops they they flee the scene because obviously they're terrified, and the zombie makeup looks really good. Like, yeah, it looks really scary. very good special effects. Yeah. yeah. 
they uh, they flee the scene, and they're like, holy, let's get out of here! And then, all of a sudden, the reason why I think he's also a ghost is because um, he uh, he just randomly appears on yes. top of the car. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and they're like, ah! And then uh, he, like, reaches in and kills the, uh, the um, cop that's in the passenger seat, like, yeah. rips off his head. And, um, and then finally, like, he makes a, he makes a, he tracks down the cop that's driving, like, holds him up, and he's, like, like, holds him up by the throat, and he gives this speech. I forget what he says. He says something along, along the lines of, you had this coming, or something like yeah, that. And then he throws the cop into the wall, and he becomes the graffiti. That's so mural. cool. He yeah, becomes, he becomes the, yeah. the mural. There's a giant mural. Yeah, he becomes the graffiti. That's really power cool. Part is cool too. Mm-hmm. Just launches stuff at him. But yeah, the graffiti on the wall is just a kicker. Yeah, it's, it's really well well done. Yeah. yeah. So um, that story ends, and then it goes back to Sims and uh, the boys in the funeral home. Well, mm-hmm. we also have to mention that the the ghost does go back to the guy who. Who's told the cops to go there? He's like, I did everything you asked. Oh, me to. that's right. Yeah, and he ends up uh, end up getting killed too, I believe. Yeah, I forget. I don't remember yeah. if he does or not. I I'll can't remember, but I, he was like, he was scared because the guy, the ghost mm-hmm. of the guy, was coming after him now. And he's like, I did everything you asked. So you know, he like had some type he of had connection. Some type of connection. We don't yeah. know what. Yeah. Of practicing something to resurrect this guy. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, and then it goes back to sex. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah. moral of the story is kind of like um, guilt and remorse and that yeah. type of thing. So, it's a, it's exactly. a good, it's a good first, it's a good first story. To it kick, really grabs your attention. Yeah, to kick off the movie. Yeah. And then it heads back to Sims and the gangsters are like, obviously don't believe anything he says. And, um, then uh, he talks about the second story is um, the monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll just you know kick it back off here. Was so this the second story is called "Boys Do Get Bruised," and uh, it's about this this quiet kind of sensitive kid, and he he gets transferred to school, a new school, and he's got bruises you know around his cheeks, around his eyes, and he's got so Nick, he's got this teacher. What do you think about the teacher? Teacher's like one of those teachers you always want to have he really cares about the students. he genuinely cares not he's, just about education but he cares about the students and their well-being mm-hmm. you can see that he's uh and, and it's cool he's he's a guy and uh he you, he just he, he looks like a really nice guy like yeah. a really good guy really cares mm-hmm. yeah he's one of those um he's one of those teachers that he doesn't want to get too involved but he also notices that something's seriously wrong yeah. with this boy because he keeps on showing up with bruises all over his face oh we should also mention the movie cuts to um the boy alone in his house and he's in the middle of the night he's like in his room and something opens the door and all you see is like a shadow of like this giant, real, real creepy, like yeah. giant looking monster with horns, smoke coming out of like the yeah. entry of the doorway. Yeah, and there's like a hand that grabs the door, and it's clearly like a monster looking hand. Yeah. And the little the boy is just like in tears. Yeah. yeah. So like, um, so, so I'm sitting there and I'm like, maybe it is. What? A yeah. Like, yeah. what's going yeah. on? Like, yeah. what is going on? So it leaves it leaves a good mystery. Going back to the teacher, he eventually visits. Um, visits um, his house, the little boy's house. And uh, the mom answers the door and straight up like 
tries to hit on him like really, really bad. Yeah, like really, really max on him. Like, like, and he's like, "No, I'm, I'm here to talk to you about your son." And she's like, "Oh, he just, he just makes up stories. Like, it's nothing to worry about. There's no big deal." And um, um, yeah, the first time the teacher visits the home, like, there's really like she's not listening. He's getting nowhere, so he leaves. You see the monster come back to the little boy's room and the dialogue he says, like in a monster voice, he's like, are you making up stories and stuff like that? Like you like, I'll teach you how not to make up stories or whatever. And then he, the kid comes to school again, just completely like beat up and everything. Yep. Oh, mm-hmm. oh yeah. The next night, like you meet, you meet the uh, little boy's stepfather, um, who is, for lack of a better word, just a douchebag. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> like, clearly some serious, like, abuse is going on. Eventually, that night, he goes nuts on his whole family. Like, he, uh, be- he starts beating the crap out of his wife. That's the part that I can, that's really hard to watch. It's hard to watch all of it. It's, yeah. it's relenting. It goes on, like, for a long, it, it goes on way too long, in my opinion. Like, it, 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 it's brutal. And then the, the, Would you say this is the toughest of all the segments for you to watch? I think so. Well, maybe not the scariest, but yeah. definitely just the hardest. Definitely the hardest to watch because yeah. it's so real. It's yeah. such a real situation. It's, such, yeah. it's, it's very horrible. Mm-hmm. That stuff happens in real life, and yeah. it's absolutely atrocious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the teacher, th- this night, he's actually parked outside the house, I believe, because he's just trying to like see if he can see what's going on and i and he ru- he rushes in he rushes yeah. in and knocks the door down and then the abusive husband starts like beating up the teacher and it's just a it, it's it's a bad situation and then all of a sudden the little boy takes the drawing that he draws of the monster and he crushes it and then the abusive father his arm, his arm, he, or actually he twists it first, yeah. and then his the, the father's arm snaps, snaps and like snaps backwards. Supernatural comes in. Yeah, back. and then the boy like crumples it up, and then the and the special effects. Oh my gosh, it looks yeah. so good! Like the whole the the father like twists into like this ball, and like like he's just this like little putty like pile in the middle of the kitchen. Right in the middle, he's like. It's like this ain't over. Yeah, he's still like, yeah. <laughs> he's such a douchebag, yeah. even all the way up until death. Yeah. And then a uh, little boy throws the paper on the ground. Yeah. And the, they put it. They uh, they they turn the oven on, and they throw him in the fire. Throw it in the fire. They, they yeah. throw the picture in the fire, and then the the stepdad just burns up. Mm-hmm. And they all just kind of look at him like they're mm-hmm. only serious look on their face. And like, then the oh. wife like steps on it. Like steps on yeah. the paper and then, <laughs> and that's that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's very like this. It's it's cool. It's it's a monster story, but it's also like the the main. It, it turns out the main point of the story is that this little boy has like powers, has like some type of like yeah, um, yeah. like telepathy or something. It's like almost that. like a mini I'm Stephen a, King kind of vibe. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. 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 So very very cool, and then it, it swings back. To Sims and the boys, and um, I, I just there's so many. We're not t- we're not touching on all of the, like the dialogue that Sims and the gangsters have, but it's all comedy gold. Yes, like all of it. Knee deep in the shit. 
All right. So, yeah, the story swings back to Sims and the boys again. And uh, at this point, they are like, they still don't believe anything he says. He's like, this is getting ridiculous. Just show us the sh. And <laughs> um, Sims, um, he reaches for this doll, this little tiny doll that's sitting on the casket. And uh, he, what does he say, Steve? Oh, he says, he says, you know, this is not an ordinary doll. But it's a it's a vessel for a lost soul. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, which leads us into uh, the third story, and yeah. uh, this um, this next story is about a uh, politician. He's what is he's what, he's running? For, what is he running for? Was like governor? Governor? Yeah, governor of the state. Yeah. Okay, so he's running from governor. He's a former KKK member, and. Um, all around, just a lovely type of guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I definitely wouldn't go have a beer with this guy. And I don't even drink beer. Let's just say uh, tea, hot tea. <laughs> he probably wouldn't do hot tea either, but you know. He and it, he's such a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, he, uh, his house um, plays a huge role yes. in the, in the, in the, yep. this, this scene, this, this story, um, because his house used to be, it didn't, it used to be a plantation or something it like that. It was a plantation. Yes. Yeah. And, um, these, uh, um, all of these, it, this story's more deals with like these former slaves that are haunting him, that, yes. type, that type of thing. Yes. But they're doing it through, um, little wooden dolls, yeah, and uh, which obviously comes into play a lot of really good special effects come into play in this story. Yeah. Um, what I don't know if maybe you guys remember better than I do the the old woman that's painted in the house. What did, I don't oh, remember. Yes. I don't remember what she what what how she comes into play. I don't. Does anybody remember that? She, I know that maybe she was the. Uh, original owner of the house i can't remember well she i i think i think she lived there she and like um during the time of uh that plantation was a slavery uh-huh. plantation um and i'm not i can't remember much about her, mm-hmm. her backstory well I'm, I'm just doing a little cheating here so a little cliff notes it's saying that it's it's a miss Cobbs, the hoodoo witch who transferred the slave souls okay inside of a number of small dolls she created. So she's like, okay, she's the one so you're kind of getting a little bit of a, yeah, you're kind of, it's kind of another one of those little bit of a mystery at the beginning where you're gotcha. like, who is this person? Who is she? But she's the one that's doing the, the I got transferring of souls. Yeah. It's, um, we haven't seen this in a while, in a while. So yeah. we're, st- we're just trying to remember as we go. But, um, yeah. Thank you for opening that up because I I totally forgot about that. I did that. too. I remember mm-hmm. the painting though because she like sitting on a chair. She like sitting on a chair. She is on the, a rocking chair. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's sitting on a rocking chair on the mantle. They definitely they show that it's picture multiple times. Yeah, they do. Such a creepy picture. Yeah. yeah, and the the um the governor or the guy running for governor he he talks to the painting all the time. Yeah, like he's like. He was like, I'm running this place now. He's yeah. just so arrogant. And, like, he talks to the painting. Well, they go it's, out. They, there's people protesting outside the plantation. Right, yes. Yeah. And there are a bunch of them are like, man, you don't need to be there. There's a lot of evil there. There's people yeah. that are trying to warn him. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, I'll be here if I want to be here. And nothing's mm-hmm. going to scare yeah. me. No voodoo, nothing like that yeah. type mm-hmm. of thing. He's well hated in the community. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, nobody, like, he's got a lot of, like, Got a lot of crappy followers, but like he's pretty much well hated. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, he's uh, 
he keeps talking to this mural and um eventually like he starts he starts to see these tiny dolls like throughout the house yeah and they they um start attacking him am, am i like he just starts he sees one just randomly right yeah. he keeps moving from different yeah. places yeah that's right yeah like he yeah. Ke- it keeps and he's like and it starts to get really creepy. Yeah. And then as as the dolls start to come alive and start to haunt him, the dolls that are in the mural, yeah. they're like erased. They're erased. Yeah. yeah. That's the coolest part. That, that part's really cool. So eventually, there's one of the best shots in the whole movie is like towards the end when he's he opens a door and he sees like all of the dolls just standing in front of him and they're like pointing at him. Like one of them's pointing at him and they're about to just like launch at him and just murder this dude. And, um, it, it ends like the, the story ends with, um, something with the mural again. I forget. Like, I think like, it's just, it's just the mural of the lady and then all the dolls are gone or something like that. Well, what ends up mm-hmm. happening is she's the last one on there and mm-hmm. then it's like a quick shot and she's gone. She's that's right. She's gone yeah. and then it shows her in the rocking chair as a person rocking knitting just like this watch that's, all happened. That's you hear right. him going ah! Like you know he's getting killed by the doll. Yeah. And she's just like there like this kind of smile. I need to rewatch this. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of the whole thing. So yeah. yeah. The whole kind of thing is like like that sins of a father kind of thing. The, yeah. ge- the generations that they don't learn, they just kind of stay mm-hmm. stuck. Yeah. It's like, I, you know, in this way of thinking, it's just sad. Mm-hmm. But yeah, at the end, it gets demolished by the dolls, the stop animation dolls. Yeah. yeah. Which, which are is, super cool. It's really and that, cool. This yeah. whole movie is just laced with cool production and yeah. you know, practical effects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's awesome. I agree. Yeah. So now we're getting into the very last short story of the movie. And this one actually, it actually ties right into the wraparound story. And it involves the gangsters. You guys want to kind of give a rundown of what's about to happen? I just, I just remember I've only seen this movie one time. So Mm -hmm. that's how much of a rookie I am. I've watched (laughs) it once and I told Mike, yo, this movie is, it is, it sticks with you. you And it's just really cool in a lot of ways, but the guys, the drug dealers at this point are getting kind of sick of Mr. Sim and his stories are tired of it. They're ready to, you know, find the, <laughs> so they're ready. They're like, let's, let's just move on and get to the main thing, but he's not quite done with them yet. But Nick, what, what goes down after that? So they come up to this coffin and automatically they recognize the person in the coffin. And this gets them really mad. So mm-hmm. the leader actually is like, you'll have to understand in a second why this all comes to fruition. But mm-hmm. they're really mad at him. And they like actually hit him with like the gun and stuff. Yeah. And well, and he starts talking to him about this guy. This guy's name's Kenny. But he goes mm-hmm. by Special K. Mm-hmm. And this is the wraparound of the story. Or crazy K? Crazy, crazy K, K, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Special yeah. K is a, a delicious Special K is a special K. I like that cereal. Yes, yes. Crazy K, I'm sorry, Special K. (laughs) Whatever, but anyways. He says says something like, do you know this boy or something like that or something? This guy? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know he's like just baiting them to say something. Oh, for sure. This time. He's totally baiting them, yeah. And so... It's a it flashes to the point of this uh, the gentleman in the coffin and he's riding in his uh, he's riding in his car yep. and he's mm-hmm. blasting music and all of a car. sudden he sees like some people drive by he's like 
hey, like, like he's mad. Like he's like, they either owe money or something. They've done him wrong or anything. So he turns mm-hmm. his car around and goes after them. And, uh, he gets his gun out of the, and he gets out of the car. And he starts firing, da, 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 da. And he ends up getting arrested. Mm-hmm. This is where he gets arrested. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. And, uh, then, like, fast forward to him, he's in his cell, and I just remember distinctly, like, he's, like, doing push-ups and sit-ups and stuff. And yeah, like, they take him to this weird, like, jail, like, this very yeah. weird penitentiary or something. Yeah. And, uh... It's not a normal... It it's not. So... The viewer, like us as viewers watching this, you're a little confused because yes. you're like, why didn't they just take him to a regular jail? What's going on? And uh, that, this, is, this is when the story gets really good. So then uh, this doctor comes in and uh, she's like, look, we have like this program that we want to try to get you. It's like you can tell it's like a rehabilitation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Try to, you know, because they're trying to help him like not behavior be behavior modification. Yeah, be- yeah that's what it is. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he's like, yeah, whatever. Like, he's just like, he's so angry yeah, the whole and time. His, um, his cellmate who's like across the cell from him, he's, he, uh, he has like Nazi things like, like tattooed on him and he's trying to warn him about the danger he's about to face. Like yeah. you need to, you need to be careful about like, you need to think about why you're here. And he just has, he just doesn't care. Like at this point right now. And yeah. we'll, we'll find out later what happens. But, um. Yeah, what happens after that, guys? So he uh, takes <laughs> they take him down into like this. You can see it's like this uh, science room. I mean, like yeah, all kinds of stuff. Like I think of uh, like what they put Wolverine in and X Men. Totally yeah. type yeah. of thing. Like, like a, it's almost like a almost like a sensory overload. Mm-hmm. Yes, they, sort of. A thing. They put all these they put all these weird wires on him yeah. and like chain him up. They no regular laboratory. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. they definitely like, experimental looking. And you're like, what is about? What is going? What is going on? Yeah. yeah, this one confused me at first. Yeah. I was like, what is happening right now? And he's even now now this is where he breaks character and he's kind of like, what's going on? Yeah, like, he's like starting to get a little worried. Yeah, because like, they. They take all of his clothes off. Like, like he's just in his undies and, like, just, like, chained to this thing. <laughs> just chained, yeah, yeah. chained to this thing. And then the, th- the the table starts spinning. Yeah. And it's spinning faster and faster and faster. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And as it's spinning, they put down, like, this video thing over his eyes. Uh-huh. Like, right. Yep. And he's, like, he's just seeing, like, all this... Uh, all these images of mm-hmm. uh, violence and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. That's that's all you need to say about it. Yeah, and uh, it's just it's it's a sensory overload for him, but it's a sensory overload for the viewer, for the watcher. Yeah, yeah for sure. you're like, what is going it's on? So like, it is yeah. very intense. Yeah, super it, effective. You know, yeah. and all of a sudden, like he's just like it's kind of quiet, I, I guess, and. He starts seeing like these people from his past. Yeah, he wakes up. He wakes up in a chair. Like now, he's like sitting up, yeah, tied like, to a chair. Tied to a chair. Yeah, and then it's like the strobe light effect. Yeah, like strobe lighting, but uh-huh. it's people. Yeah, and you see like bullet wounds in him and stuff. Yeah, and it's like and like and you hear the doctor talking to him, like Kenny. Mm-hmm. You need to like. This is your last you, chance. This is your last yeah. chance. Mm-hmm. It's almost it's got like a. Like, it's almost got like a Charles Dickens vibe. Totally, it's like totally the ghosts of of Christmas future or past. I guess it yeah. totally does. Yeah, yeah. Or it's like look what you've done. Uh-huh. Look, look what you've been involved in. And, yeah. the, and the court, the 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 images, they don't. They they actually talk to him. They're like yeah. And the the the, 
the the la- the one I always remember is the very last one. It's a little girl, and mm-hmm. she's like, she was just oh, like, yeah. I'm just, I was just playing with my dollies, and mm-hmm. a stray bullet came and got me. And yeah. like I said earlier, gut punch. Yeah. yeah, like the gut punch. It's all of his victims that are like coming to talk to him. Yeah. All the people that he murdered. And yeah, I agree with you, Nick. The last one, the little girl who was just playing. Breaks her, my heart. Yeah, it's awful, and he. Like he he starts to show a little remorse at that point because yeah. he's like you just w- weren't supposed to be there. You weren't supposed to be there. It yeah. was it wasn't my fault, and like I wasn't doing anything wrong, and and it it, it really hits you in the stomach because like you can tell that like this this program it, you it becomes clear that this program is to try and give this guy a second chance at right. life yeah. life in general. And um, he, and then the doctor appears. Yeah, the doctor yeah. appears, and you're not sure if she's a hologram or whatever. Or right. Not, but she actually ends up being real, and he tries to get her. Uh huh. I remember, like, he tries to, like, he tries to, like, go after her. Doesn't he grab her and, like, put yeah. a gun to her head? Yeah. Type of thing. Like, yeah. yeah. And then, or, uh, no, it's he, it's one of the holograms. That's what he, he grabs. By, some, yeah. He grabs the girl or one of the nurse aides or something and puts his gun. He's like, Back up! Like, yeah, he grabs he grabs somebody and puts a and gun. She's like, there. "No, Kenny, this is your last chance." Da, mm-hmm. da, da. You know, yeah. it's like, and he just kept repeating. I don't give an f. Yeah. I don't give an f. That's all he says. Yeah. <laughs> That's all he says. And it's a wonderful transition. The, it the, is. The scene's horrible, but it's a wonderful transition to what you see next because it's saying he's saying that over and over again. But then he starts coughing up blood, and you see that he's laying on the ground. He wakes up. up. Yeah, he wakes up. In front of three guys uh-huh. and, and stuff, and you can tell that he was just shot. Yeah, he was shot, and he was about to die. He was about to yeah, die. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So well done. It was a great uh-huh. transition as far as the story goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. And then and then he ends up getting murdered yep. by these so by, by these three guys mm-hmm. because he rejected his chance to come back and live a good life. He yeah. totally he totally rejected it. And uh um and then you see these three guys above him shooting it at him, and the, it leaves you a mystery. You don't know who the three guys are, but then it goes back to Mr. Sims and uh um, and then uh, he, Mr. Sims kind of reveals to the viewer that the three boys that he's been talking to this whole time are the three guys that shot crazy K. Yep. And, uh, and that's why these guys are really nervous because he, they see the body. And they and thought like, they got away scot-free. They so did. So here's the yeah. body and, and Mr. Knows. Sims yeah, he knows. knows that they killed him. So they're mm-hmm. like, what's going on? This is when, uh, the main guy of, of the group is like. This is when he like goes after. He like, punches him right in the face or yeah, something like, like that. He's like, "No worse than that." Type yeah. of thing. And, and this is this is the this is the the peak moment of the movie. Yeah, Mr. Sims, the We've best had, acting part yeah. of the whole movie. Yeah. We've had two cool reveals, but the Woo! best reveal yeah. is for last. <laughs> so Sims gets hit in the face. Honestly, doesn't really affect him at all. He just like he goes bug eyed. He's like goes bug eyed and. Whoo! The shit. <laughs> Whoa. Come on, we're gonna get the poopity pop. We're gonna get the doo doo. <laughs> and he starts. And they're he's slowly walking down to the basement, and they're following him with their guns on him. Yeah, they they've got their pistols on him, and uh, thinking they're all bad. Yeah, and he's he, you can. Mr. Sims is about to do something, yeah. and what is he starts to do something. It's the coolest thing when they're down at the bottom of the of the basement is 
They're wa he's walking in front of them, and all he's doing is he's putting his finger up to these um, to the light bulb. To the little light bulb. Coming on. Yeah, they're just so right then and there. If I'm a person, I'm like, he's not pulling anything down. He's not turning the light switch, and these lights are just going on. I'm an out of there. You're right. I don't care about anything. <laughs> he's magically made. These ain't touch light bulb. Yeah, you know he's right? just walking by and touching. He's like, them. touch yeah. him, and they turn it on. I'm and like, I, what? Yeah, like, that, that, that freaked me out. I would, I would have been like, I'm gone. Bye. Yeah, but they still follow him, and and he has. This is where his, his being over dramatic is the best. Oh yeah, his his and overacting he, is he, great. what he says here. I just absolutely love. He's yeah, go like, for it. He's like, it's in the coffin. Where else would they be? be? <laughs> and he's just like over dramatized, right. and they're like, yeah, well, better be in here. Yeah, it's about, it's about time. time. Yeah, like, so you know. Yeah, they're saying all these cuss words in between. He led them to believe that the drugs were in these three coffins in this room. So, uh, and he he's he's letting them go in there and check it out. Yeah. So, like, they all all three of them go to each each one of the coffins. They pop them open one at a time. One like, at what? The, the, you know, they're cussing and they're like, "What?" It's all of their dead bodies. It's their own. Own dead bodies. So like, looking at the they're looking at themselves. Themselves. Yeah, dead in the coffins. It's, that totally blew my mind. It's a the great first time I ever saw this. It's movie. a great reveal. It's it such is. a good reveal. It's really good. Yes. Really good. So yeah. Um. And then they're like, "What's going on?" Like, "What's going on?" And uh, he said, "Mr. Simpson." Oh yeah, he Simpson. says, "After you killed Crazy Kane, some of his boys killed you." I guess. <laughs> You didn't make it. <laughs> it's so good. Oh yeah, because he, he mm -hmm. just over dramatizes it with mm -hmm. his voice, and he's very cistful in it. Yeah, and like, yeah, and he the, he over yes. over emphasizes everything. Yeah, and then he's like, "What are we doing in a funeral home talking to you?" And then he opens up with, "This ain't no funeral home." It ain't. I don't even know what he says here. It ain't the something. Neither. It ain't the it ain't the the, the metronome. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> he says something like yeah. that, like some famous athletic dome. Welcome to hell, mother. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! As he says the end of that last mm -hmm. with the mother thing, yeah, the, a, a snake-like tongue. Yeah, a snake forms. tongue comes out of his had out of his gap. Now tooth. I want to say <laughs> I want great. to say that yeah. that's that to me would be that's the worst of all the special effects because you can totally tell it's, it's a bad it's a bad CGI tongue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, you can tell it's CGI. But for how awesome the rest of the movie is, but, we can give it a break. Yeah, right, right, sure. right. But then everything like falls behind, and like he becomes, yeah, I guess, their version. Like of flames, it. flames start to engulf them, and then uh, like Mr. Sims' clothes falls off, and then he transforms into this giant, really cool looking like devil, devil like devil demon looking guy. Yeah, and uh, um, and then like they're just like moving around and burning and everything, and then it zooms out, and like it's it zoomed in on Sims' face, then it zooms out, and he's just like ah. And then that's the it's a, and then that's the end of the movie. Yeah, it's a chilling end. It yeah, is, it's really chilling. good. Yeah. But overall, guys, like this movie, if you have not seen this, definitely give this a watch. Yeah. If you're a fan of horror and give anthologies. Yeah. yeah. And, I, like, and I was like when I was sitting here thinking about this movie, I was like, 
before this movie, I remember I watched this old Amicus Productions Vault of Horror. Yeah, the Vault of Horror. It's like, yeah, it's like a, it's kind of like a retelling mm-hmm. of that style, mm-hmm. but I still didn't catch it when I was watching it. Yeah, because I'd seen Vault of Horror, which is the same thing. It's like you know, this guy, the caretaker that has people, you know, <laughs> trapped in a place with them, mm-hmm. and it goes through all their stories, and what they had done wrong, and it has, you know, kind of this tell where you're like, wait, who is this guy actually? Uh-huh. And so, even when I watched this movie, I did not catch on. That's I like a really, Yeah, it's like a really cool retelling of Vault of Horror. I've never seen, I've never seen Vault of Horror. Did you like Vault of Horror? Did you? Yeah. yeah. I, got, I have it in a, a Blu-ray of yeah. Vault of Horror and the original Tales yeah. from the Crypt. Yeah. Like this, kind of a similar situation. The 70s yeah. versions. Yeah. That's what they are, yeah. I need to check those out. It's cool. I I'd love to, to watch that. those sometime. Yeah. But definitely, this movie, I mean... Inspired. Is inspired by that, but definitely... Takes its own, you know, narrative. And really oh, for cool sure. Yeah, for on. sure. So, so you guys, um, wrapping up here, do you guys have anything else that you guys want to mention? Do, are there any, like, specific lines that you guys remember that are funny? Or I, that For me, I just remember when I was watching it, I feel like the movie uh, ramps up in intensity. That last story just had me. I, I was it's sitting great. with my buddy watching it, my buddy Cody, and I was just, like, to myself, I was like, what in the world is going on here? This is freaky. This is intense. And the movie is is crafted so well. Mm-hmm. It's really good. But that last story to me was the most intense and scary. I agree. Yeah. I agree. The 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 one about the monster with the kids, the hardest to watch. And then the last one is the scariest yeah. movie. So it's the perfect recipe for a good anthology. That's a good description. Yeah. yeah. It it needs to like an anthology movie, it has to it has to have certain things about it in order for it to be really solid. Yeah. And I think the way that it the way that this movie progresses yeah. with the stories. The it's, through story and the wraparound at the end. Yeah. It just oh. It's really, really good. Yeah. Really well done. Yeah. Um Yeah. So I, yeah. yeah. Anything else, Nick? You got um, any lines or anything? Well, <laughs> Most of my lines that I like in this movie, I'm not going to repeat them. Yeah. Okay, uh, that's one thing we will say. I, mean, keep, I say keep definitely this, uh, TV 14. Nick. Well, <laughs> the, the thing is, is, is we there might be there might be a little too much cussing in this or things like that. It's still a good movie if you can get past the dialogue of some of that. Mm-hmm. The, the subject idea, matter is, is tough, too, and the sometimes. subject matter is tough yeah. too. Uh, but as as like I'm right with Mike, we're saying that it's. The, the how it blends together uh, mm-hmm. systematically is very 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 good. So mm-hmm. I, I say definitely it's it's definitely a, a, a cool movie. Mm-hmm. A Two thumbs way up. Yeah, if you're any horror fan, um, horror for door. <laughs> any horror fan needs to check it out. I would say. Yeah. Um. So yeah, guys, thank yeah. you so much. I for, got a question for you though, Mike. Yeah. I totally interrupted you. Go for it. Where does this rank? In the this, this series of these movies for you. As far as, like, anthologies? Or, or as far as... Uh, how many of these have been made? Is, haven't there been other ones? Oh, Tales from the Hood. Yeah. Like, I ha- I haven't seen the third one. Okay. I've seen part two. Yeah. I, um... There's a third there, one? There is. I did not know this. Yes, yes, there is. It's coming out. It's already out. It, they released it on uh, Video On Demand, like, more, like, recently. What? I did not... Okay. I think. I think it's... I think they released a, a hard copy of it, too. I think that you can buy it on DVD, too. But, um... Will be it's, on Netflix or anything? <laughs> I I'm sure it will be eventually, but um I've I've heard I've heard there's some people that part two and three do not even hold a candle to the, the original. Yeah, like I'll, I'll say, I'll say is, that right away. So it was all right. Yeah. Um, the dude from the thing, Keith David, Keith Davis, also but, the voice of Goliath. Yeah, amazing. 
Spider Man. Gargoyles. <laughs> Keith Davis is the voice of Goliath yeah. from Gargoyles? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't know that. I haven't done a little nerd pack. He's great. He played... <laughs> He plays Mr. Sims in part two, and he, he's great. He does a good job. Like, he's one of my favorites he, in Delta Farce. Oh, he's in Delta Farce, yeah. too. Yeah. He, he's great. Like, I, he, he, makes, he, he makes part two at least enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, he plays Mr. Sims, and it, it's fine, but part one is just the best. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, anything else? Anything else you guys want to add? Nope, nothing here. No? Good. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Um, this was a blast. It was a lot of fun talking about this movie. We've wanted to talk about this for a long time. Um, and rest in peace, Mr. Sims, Clarence Williams III. Yes. Um, very, very talented guy. And we're glad that we had the opportunity to yep. see your stuff. And as good as Keith David is, Clarence Williams III is just... Oh, yeah. He's Mr. Sims. Oh, yeah, he is. He is Mr. Sims yep. all the way. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. Thanks, uh, Stephen, for for joining Thanks in. Thanks for with having us. me on. This was a lot of fun, and we had a great time visiting you. And we'll come back, and maybe Steve will come visit India. We can make more podcasts just like this one you're listening to right now. <laughs> maybe we can get Steve to come up to the music festival before he leaves from Hawaii, and we can do a podcast live there. Oh, that would be fun. I yeah. won't be caught dead doing that. <laughs> That that would be so funny if we just ended the podcast like right there. <laughs> we love you guys. Uh, be kind, rewind, or die. But uh, if you do die, don't go down in the basement with a guy touching lights. Yep. Well, that's about it. <laughs> hot take. Hot take. But nothing hotter than hell. <laughs>